0: I'm a Barbie girl. Oh, man. Ah, damn it. I was going to go, hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken.
1: Want (laughs) to go for a ride?
0: Sure, Ken. Hi, Ken.
1: Uh, I'm excited. Apparently, it's really deep. And I'm like, I wasn't (laughs) expecting a deep Barbie movie. That was
0: not a description I was expecting either. Yeah,
1: people are saying it's very deep. And I'm like, now I'm wondering if Oppenheimer is just secretly a a comedy or something. secretly
0: (laughs) fruity and fun. Oh no! Is Barbie movie gonna make me cry?
1: Apparently, I mean, apparently it made other people cry, according to uh, some reactions I saw.
0: Hmm. Hey, mm. listeners, welcome to Barbie Friday. Hey, Happy guys! Happy Barbie Day to all who celebrate.
1: One more step for okay. Frodo, a Barbie or a Ken? I want to say Barbie.
0: Barbie. Sam. Sam. Sam will do Ken. Ken. Yeah. Mary.
1: I... Barbie or a Ken? I'm saying Ken. Ken. Pippin, I'm saying Barbie. It's so like they're
0: both Kens. Oh, really? I'm saying, P- I'm saying Pippin's a bit Kens. of a Barbie. Legolas, Barbie. Legolas, Barbie.
1: Barbie. Gimli, Ken.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Aragorn, Ken.
0: Ken. He doesn't shampoo his hair enough to be Barbie.
1: Boromir, Ken. Ken. Uh, Gandalf, Barbie. Barbie. Enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There we go. We got I... the fellowship down. We agree. We should start a po- podcast.
1: I mean, we're just both so incredibly smart. More That's people should just way. listen to us, you know? Or employ me.
0: You heard that, listeners. Grassroots marketing begins now. Yes. Refer a friend. I don't know what you get. You get more of this. <laughs>
1: you, get more <laughs> of this. <laughs> you get more of this. You, you refer a friend, you get more of this. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what uh... else to give you.
0: Okay, uh... who's Alan.
1: Alan, Alan is this one character played by Michael Sarah.
0: like and he's like an, an outlier of a Ken. Maybe it's a so, they
1: them, Barbie.
0: Who Non-binary. of binary? Who of Lord of the Rings is an the Alan?
1: There can only be one, and it's got to be Gollum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good old Gollum.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll find out more tonight when you and I go to see Barbie.
0: Listeners, that's your prompt for.
1: That's your problem. Tell us yeah. who,
0: who's a Barbie, who's a Ken, who's an Allen.
1: The Allen. There's only one.
0: <laughs> the Allen.
1: The Allen. Oh, you can't gosh. see
0: it right now, but we're both wearing pink and we both look yes. cute. And I'm sure there'll be pictures on social media somewhere.
1: This is not the shirt I'll be wearing, however. This is just a form. You
0: have shirt. multiple pink shirts.
1: Well, yeah, I have a specific outfit I bought with Mac and Finn. As oh a, hell yeah! I, it, it's a uh, it's pink and it's got little watermelons all over it. And then I got pink shorts to wear with it, and then pink socks.
0: Incredible. Even that shirt was great. I was like, that's a great shirt. Yeah,
1: this is a great <laughs> shirt. It's just a little short on me now. Ah. And you are back from yet again another journey.
0: Just hanging out with my bestie, Cheryl Crow. Sheryl Crow. She's so great. Okay, one of my favorite lines from this show, she was talking about how he has been engaged three times, and someone in the audience shouted... Did you keep the rings? And she was like, No, didn't keep the rings. Engaged three times, never married. I'm an idiot, but I kept my money. And I was like, Wow, what a girl boss.
1: Wow. Slay Queen.
0: <laughs> Slay. She's so great. She's sweet. We are I've done so many shows now with her. She sees me and yells Tori and gives me a hug. And that's just the
1: Well, I think it's well died. deserved because when I see you, I yell Tori <laughs> and I also give you a hug.
0: So, oh, did you Cheryl, know you and Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow, had so Crow much and I to have so in. much in common. <laughs>
1: it's just our Shout love for our friend Tori.
0: The to Cheryl Crow. Just want to soak up the sun.
1: I wonder if she likes All Lord Rings. All I want to Rain. do is
0: have some fun. I'll ask her next oh time. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Tell Cheryl Crow to listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh. Boy, but speaking of our podcast, guys, we are so much closer to the end of Fellowship of the Ring. Yo,
0: one more chapter. One more chapter. I Can't believe it. It really, it, truly took us a year to read through this.
1: It did. It really did. Oh my god, yeah, because September is like right around yeah. the corner.
0: It's we're
1: probably gonna August. start. We're probably gonna start uh, two towers in September.
0: Look at us. Look, let's go.
1: Gosh. I'm excited my now. Dirty
0: 30 birthday, we start Twin Towers. Let's Twin go. Towers? Twin
1: Towers.
0: T- <laughs> 9-11. Uh- <laughs> it always goes back to 9-11. Drink God. every time we mention 9 Never
1: forget the two towers.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, should we just jump right in?
0: Uh, let's jump in. Let's go. All let's right.
1: In three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Silly Marillion. As always, I am in the paddling boat down the Great River with my friend Tori and a bunch of our traveling gear. Tori, how how is the boat doing?
0: Uh it's a little perilous. I think uh we're going to get seasick here and uh, apparently there's some rapids coming up, but I yeah, uh, I don't that? know how to
1: use an oar. So If
0: you look to your left, you'll see the backside of the waterfall.
1: Hey. <laughs> oh. Yes, Club we runner. are here Disney guys Club. with another lovely chapter of fellowship of the ring, getting so close to the end.
0: So and it's close. just
1: a, It's just kind of a traveling chapter. You know it how is. Um, uh, it reminds me of that one, uh, it's the chapter after Frodo gets stabbed and they just like, they're, they they got a rush to Rivendell. So it's just a lot of traveling montages. Just,
0: just walking.
1: Yeah. It's, some uh. Some
0: fields. Some trees. This is,
1: the entire time they're like going down the river, I'm just hearing the fucking Ice Age on my way. On my <laughs> way. Just making their way. Just
0: making my way. This, yeah, this time they're just, they're just paddling.
1: I'm just paddling, paddling on their and way. And
0: Boromir is a little grumpy gills in this one.
1: And they have a stalker. But we'll get oh, to that yes. as we continue Alan. on. Alan.
0: <laughs> now I'm just picturing him in like a fruity little peak <laughs> like what is See, it? Loincloth? Picked-
1: See, I'm the opposite where I'm imagining fucking Michael Sarah in like <laughs> a little golem loincloth. <laughs>
2: oh, hey guys. Huh. Oh,
1: that's my best Michael Sarah. <laughs> It could use some work. I, I, I admit that.
2: Oh, hey guys! Yeah, take the ring for me. Oh, oh, okay. I guess that's alright.
0: That was great. I will admit, reading this chapter, my eyes glazed over a little bit. It is. So there well, are a we'll few. See. There are
1: a few interesting things that happen, but like, it's like, oh, Frodo feels uneasy. Great. He's felt uneasy ever since he got this fucking cursed piece of jewelry.
0: Hmm. I wonder why.
1: Hmm. Oh, Boromir's acting weird. Oh, can't imagine that.
0: Can't be anything. And what's that? Sam says that that log looks to have yeah. eyes, but we're not going to worry about it.
1: Sam's That's been it. having a bit too much of the pipe weed.
0: <laughs> so. Chapter nine.
1: Yes. Chapter Brits nine. river. I will say it opens up with a bit of a, a very interesting concept in that none of the fellowship are eager to get to the end of this river. All of it looks like they are very willing to take their time, and it kind of plays into how uh, they spent so much time in Lothlorien, and then basically we told, "Hey, shit's gonna get real past this point. You gotta be prepared." And none of them are eager for shit to get real.
0: Yeah, let's talk about anxiety.
1: They pass through the Middle Earth equivalent of uh, the Midwest. <laughs>
0: This was your Midwest part of the your move to L.A.
1: When I think of this, I think of the Midwest. On the eastern bank to their left, they saw long formless slopes stretching up and away towards the sky. Brown and withered, they look, as if fire had passed over them, leaving no living blade of green, an unfriendly waste without even a broken tree or a bald stone to relieve the
0: emptiness. All I heard when you said to their left was Miley Cyrus. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood side. They left, they saw a long, formless love stretching.
1: <laughs> oh. But, yeah. They're definitely not encouraged because they're passing through what is called the Brownlands. And these are basically lands very that. Very original
0: name, Jimmy. Very
1: original. He picked a color the, the Blue Land. These brown Brownlands. Welcome to the Red. La- welcome to the Periwinkle Lands. <laughs>
0: Would be much more welcoming than Brownlands.
1: <laughs> oh, they probably have like great cocktails in the Periwinkle Lands. Mm. The Brownlands are basically where the part of a war happened between Sauron and I think possibly the Elves, or it was when the battle, the war, the Last Alliance. And uh, it's implied almost that uh, Sauron used almost like biological warfare to essentially render all this land around them desolate. And unable to really provide for life.
0: So he's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer?
1: Oppenheimer.
2: Uh, uh, A bit.
0: (laughs)
1: Sort of. And that's all to their east. To the west, though, they see the Misty Mountains and the difference. Uh, It's just as flat, but it's a lot more green. There are reeds and rushes that they kind of just swoop on by. And then they see swans. Black swans. (laughs)
0: also again not daunting and that's the only thing they see no sign of living things except birds which if we all know of the movie slash book birds that doesn't bode well
1: and as they are traveling along Frodo does say I was kind of hoping things would change as we went south and Aragorn's like we've barely gone south we're probably not much south than like the Shire is at the moment
0: Actually, I haven't referred to my map yet in this chapter. Are the brown lands labeled?
1: Yes, I believe they are. They should be next to the Wold near Rohan.
0: Rohan. Isengard. Mm. Oh, River Running. Is that where they are?
1: No, it should be the River Anduin. Anduin.
0: Anduin, Lorien. Got it. The brown lands. I see, I see. Yes, right there. Going south. Land of Horse Girls,
1: it it is the land of Horse Girls. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is Stallion Spirit of the cimarron or Spirit. (laughs) Sorry, Spirit Stallion of the cimarron
0: Oh, Spirit! Why was that horse so handsome? Okay, what
1: have you you've seen that TikTok where a girl is saying, "I'm not a furry, but that is an objectively attractive horse." (laughs)
0: And I agree, it is an objectively attractive horse.
1: It is. I don't know. I don't know what is it about that horse that just makes him so attractive.
0: The cheekbones. Mmm. That the bone structure.
1: Yeah, I saw one of the first comments too was
0: like, "Oso Kovu in The Lion King. He was so handsome for what?" Remember Lion King two? Yes.
1: The son of Scar, I think. Yes. I mean, I guess it's, like, why people are attracted to Nala. <laughs> Jesus, can't believe we're talking anyway, about fucking... furry talk. Furry talk. Welcome to furry talk, guys. <laughs> been, we've deceived you.
0: So, I didn't realize how close Gondor was to, to Mordor.
1: Oh, yeah, no, like...
0: They are, like they are All neighbors. that
1: separates them is a mountain range, basically.
0: Hmm.
1: So, there's a reason why Gondor is constantly... Uh, concerned about the Dark Lord because he's there. He's right over there.
0: He's their evil, inky Satan.
1: Satan lives as they're able to point and say Satan lives over there, and we can see At it. At
0: that point, you just move. Uh,
1: but who's gonna buy your house?
0: <laughs> the the value on that has gone way down.
1: Yeah, the value on Gondorian housing has gone way down ever that since Sauron moved crashed. in. <laughs> Sauron moved in, and they went there. Goes the neighborhood.
2: No, but to be fair, actually, no. Because Sauron was
1: there first. Gondor settled right... In- they chose to settle next oh, to him.
0: Oh, so it's their fault.
1: Yes. So they could
0: have settled anywhere else. I'm mm.
1: Gondor blaming.
0: <laughs> they're going south. They're insecure.
1: Everyone's kind of keeping to themselves. Uh, the heart of Legolas was running under the stars of a summer night in some northern glade amid the beech woods. That lucky son of a bitch can just relive memories so easily.
0: He must have a million of them.
1: For uh, Gimli, as old as he Gimli is. was fingering gold in his mind and wondering if it were fit to be wrought into the housing of the lady's gift. Marion Pippin and the middle boat were ill at ease, for Boromir sat muttering to himself, sometimes biting his nails as if some restlessness or doubt consumed him, sometimes seizing mm. a paddle and driving the boat close behind Aragorn's. And Pippin, who sat in the boat looking back, caught a queer gleam in his eye, count it, as he peered forward, gazing at Frodo. Also, Sam had long ago made up his mind that, though boats were maybe not as dangerous as he had been brought up to believe, they were far more uncomfortable than he had e- even he had imagined. He was cramped and miserable, having nothing to do but stare at the winter lands crawling by and the grey water on either side of him. Even when the paddles were in use, they did not trust Sam with one.
0: Poor guy. He's just a land dude. Get him off the boat.
1: I mean, I'm I'm imagining it. You ever see those kids with those um, life jackets that are way too big for them? So they're kind of like, their heads are kind of stuck facing up the entire yeah. time. That's he's what I imagine Sam is wearing. He's wearing that and then he's also got like floaties on his arms.
0: Cute. <laughs> Trying to pop a Dramamine so he doesn't get seasick. Or oh, riversick. Riversick.
1: <laughs> they eventually make camp, and Sam goes, Mr. Frodo, do you want to hear about this dream I had? It's like, <laughs> oh god, it's one of those conversations.
0: That night they camped on a small islet close to the western bank. Sam laid rolled in blankets beside Frodo.
2: I had a funny dream an hour or two before we stopped, Mr. Frodo. He said. "Or well, maybe it wasn't a dream. "'Funny it was, anyway.'
0: "'Well, what was it?' said Frodo, "'knowing that Sam would not settle down until he had told his tale, whatever it was. "'I haven't seen or thought of anything to make me smile since we left Lothlorien.'
2: "'It wasn't funny that way, Mr. Frodo. It was queer. "'All wrong. If it wasn't a dream, you would best hear it. "'It was like this. I saw a log with eyes.' "'The
0: log's all right,' said Frodo. There are many in the river, but leave out the eyes.
2: That I won't, said Sam. "Twas the eyes that made me sit up, so to speak. I saw what I took to be a log floating along in the half-light behind Gimli's boat. Now, I didn't give much heed to it. Then it seemed as if the log was slowly catching us up. That was peculiar, as you might say, seeing as we were all floating on the stream together. Just then, I saw the eyes. Two pale sort of points shiny-like, on a hump at the near end of the log. What's more, it wasn't a log, for it had paddled feet like a swan's almost, only they seemed bigger, and kept dipping in and out of the water. That's when I sat right up and rubbed my eyes, meaning to give a shout if it was still there when I had rubbed the drows out of my head, for the whatever it was was coming along fast now and getting close behind Gimli. But whether those two lamps spotted me moving and staring, whether I came to my sentence, I don't know. When "'I looked again, it wasn't there. "'Yet I think I caught a glimpse, with the tail of my eye, as the saying is, "'of something dark shooting under the shadow of the bank. "'I couldn't see no more eyes, though. "'I said to myself, dreaming again, Sam Gamgee, I said. And "'I said no more just then. "'But I've been thinking since, and now I'm not so sure. "'What do you think of it, Mr. Frodo?'
0: "'I should make nothing of it but a log in the dusk and sleep in your eyes, Sam.' "'said Frodo. "'If this was the first time that those eyes had been seen, "'but it isn't. "'I saw them away back north before we reached Lorien, "'and I saw a strange creature with eyes "'climbing to the flit that night. "'Halder saw it, too. "'And do you remember the report of the elves "'that went after the orc band?' "'Ah,' said Sam.
2: "'I do. "'I remember more, too. "'I don't like my thoughts, "'but thinking of one thing and another, "'and Mr. Bilbo's stories and all, "'I fancy I could put a name on the creature, "'at a guess.' "'A nasty name. Gollum, maybe?'
0: "'Yes, that is what I have feared for some time,' said Frodo. "'Ever since the night on the flat. I suppose he was lurking in Moria and picked up our trail then. "'I had hoped that our stay in Lorien would throw him off the scent again. "'The miserable creature must have been hiding in the woods by the Silverlode, watching us start off.'
2: "'That's about it,'
0: said Sam.'
2: And we'd better be a bit more watchful ourselves, or we'll feel some nasty fingers round our necks one of these nights, if we ever wake up to feel anything at all. That's what I was leading up to. No need to trouble Strider or the others tonight. I'll keep watch. I can sleep tomorrow, being no more than luggage in a boat, you might say.
0: I might, said Frodo, and I might say luggage with eyes. You'd no watch, but only if you promise to wake me halfway towards morning, if nothing happens before then.
1: And then we have this really cute moment where Frodo does go to sleep. And then when Sam wakes him up, he says, it's a shame to wake you, but that's what you said. There's nothing to tell. (laughs) And I just imagine like Sam just kind of like part of the time had just like just been watching Frodo sleep with like a smile on his face before finally waking him up.
0: (laughs) And then they Uh, do. Yeah, Frodo sees it now. Yeah, Frodo sees it.
1: Because Sam goes back to bed. Frodo was just yielding to the temptation to lie down again when a dark shape, hardly visible, floated close to one of the moored boats. A long, whitish hand could be dimly seen as it shot out and grabbed the gunwale. Two pale lamp-like eyes shone coldly as they peered inside, and when they lifted and gazed up at Frodo on the Eyet, they were not more than a yard or two away. And Frodo heard the soft hiss of intaken <laughs> breath.
0: What uh, busted?
1: Yes. But Frodo, uh, as he shifts, like, Aragorn's like, hey! he's got his sword <laughs> with him.
0: He's like, son of a bitch! Why have you drawn your sword?
1: Why have you, why have you drawn your sword? And Frodo's like, Gollum. And Aragorn's like, oh, yeah. Gandalf and I, like, were pretty sure he was following us through Moria.
0: They make him seem like just an annoying little gnat following them.
1: Yeah. Well, he's like, and hey, we can't do much about him right now. He's too slippery. And if we try, if we take too much time to hunt him down, that'll give the enemy time to track us. So they basically just let him go being like, we're just going to keep an eye out for him.
0: And a little worried that him following them might alert or alert Enemies. the enemy. Yeah, Foreshadowing. They've got a golem on the tail. Then we get some more description of the river and the they water. They are rolling on the river. The banks. This really is a chapter
1: of Tolkien being like, now let me describe all these (laughs) surroundings to you. Which is, it's nice to read. Like, you can then get a good vision in your head of what you're looking at. But as a thing to talk about in a podcast, it leaves a lot to be desired.
0: (laughs) I'm titling this episode, Rolling on the River.
1: Rolling on the River.
0: Was that Tina Turner?
1: I think it was Tina Turner. Yep, that was Tina Turner.
0: They see more birds. They do more bird watching.
1: Yeah, they do more bird watching.
0: They see an eagle, Legolas, with his clean eyes.
1: He's like, wow, that that eagle's far away from the mountains. And they're like, yep. (laughs) And they just continue.
0: Great conversation here on the boat.
1: And it's their eighth night. They're on this river for eight days.
0: Was he just eating lembas this whole time?
1: Yeah, they've just been eating lembas. But you just need, like, a little bite.
0: Yeah, I guess. You
1: need a little... Little, That's truly why is a little miserable. bite of what I imagine it. Ta- I always imagine like it being like a shortbread cookie. You just take a little yeah. bite of a shortbread cookie,
0: or like the Delta Biscoff cookies on flights. Mm. <laughs> I don't know; those seem a bit this. too
1: hard for me. I always imagine the shortbread to be softer. <laughs> See, it's either Biscoff or um, Stroopwafel in my experience.
0: Ooh, Stroopwaffle! Stroopwaffles are so those. fucking good. Ooh, I like that one. Olympus is now waffles. <laughs> it's
1: got that little caramel center. Oh man, I just had lunch. Why am I so hungry all of a sudden again?
0: They make it to some rapids.
1: Yeah, they, they tell Sam to keep watch, and he notices these rapids ahead, which is called Sarngebir. What does Sarngebir mean, actually? One sec, I'm Googling the Elvish. Sarngebir. Sarn is the Elvish word for stone, while Gebir is the plural form of saber, meaning stake or spike. So it's just stone spikes. Nah. 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 Picks out.
0: Nah. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Once again, original, Jimmy. So creative. <laughs> We've got some stone spikes in the brown lands.
1: <laughs> in the brown lands. <laughs> it sounds like when you have like one of those poops that feels sharp, you know? <laughs> oh, no. We got some sharp stones in the brown lands.
0: And this is how dreary I'm calling, this I'm chapter calling, I'm is. Calling. We've got poop talk now.
1: This is how much content there is in this chapter. I've resorted to poop jokes.
0: Oh how fast we've fallen. We started with Barbie. I mean,
1: we can't we couldn't even talk that much about Barbie because we've yet to see it. <laughs> uh so they're like, okay, this is fucking dangerous. Let's try to get to the uh, side of the river because there's, like, a portage way that we can carry our boats around these rapids and then we can get back on the river. Uh, but just as they are trying to basically spin around in this, like, fast-moving river and start to paddle against the current to try to get to the uh, western side, from the eastern side they hear yells and cries and arrows begin to fire at them as they are spotted by orcs.
0: Weighing of bowstrings. What is, uh, how do you say that in El Elvin? I think it's Elvish.
1: Yeh, yech, blech, blech.
0: It just sounds like he's clearing out your throat. Blech!
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, um, that one episode of Spongebob where he goes, most important meal of the day, serving it up Gary's way, blech! Yeah. As <laughs> he tastes it. But it's just...
0: <laughs> it's just a cat with a hairball.
1: It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's yech. One sec. Yeah, I'm googling.
0: <laughs> yech. And then Gimli does great translating for us. Orcs. And Sam is like, Gollum's doing, I'll be bound. From the get-go, Sam is like, that guy.
1: Oh, apparently it's more ear. 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 Don't laugh at me! me. <laughs> Y'all can't see the smile Tori's giving me right now, but it's like, say it again. Say it again. Huh? Say it again. Dance there for me, boy. There was a slight
0: difference, but it still sounds like a hairball.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> it's yuck. Uh... Because Y is sometimes a vowel. So, yeah, they're they're shot at orcs, and they're, like, landing into the boats.
0: And one actually hits Frodo. But he is saved by his mithril.
1: Yeah. Again, Frodo is like, gets so much abuse, and the only reason he's alive is he's got the magic coat. It's a good thing Bilbo gave him that magic mithril coat. Truly. Otherwise, this boy would have been dead so many times. He would have
0: been on his ninth life. I think he is on his ninth life.
1: And Legolas actually returns fire and hits a few of the orcs, apparently.
0: Hell yeah. That's my elf boy.
1: And this is actually kind of a cool description. Frodo looked up at the elf, standing tall above him as he gazed into the night, seeking a mark to shoot at. His head was dark, crowned with sharp white stars that glittered in the black pools of the sky behind.
0: Beautiful.
1: If we go camping, that's how I'm going to look up at you, if you're, like, standing over me. Standing on a rock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tori's head was dark, crowned with sharp white stars. I mean, with the, no. your current with your current hair dye, it already kind of has that effect.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: You look like Elba. The biggest,
0: the biggest <laughs> of compliments, I swear. Honestly, no, Paul, stop the, it. This Don't is the Tory.
1: On. This is the Tory complimenting podcast. Everyone, put a compliment in the comments. Oh no,
0: I won't survive. Tory. Oh no.
1: Get in the comments.
0: <laughs> but then. Well, I really love this, this next description, because Legolas sounds Would, so you wanna, badass.
1: Do you want to read this section?
0: Hell yeah. These two paragraphs? Yeah, starting sure. Starting with Elbereth? Yeah. Elbereth Gethonio said Legolas as he looked up. Even as he did so, a dark shape, like a cloud, and yet not a cloud, for it moved far more swiftly, came out of the blackness in the south, and sped towards the company, blotting out all light as it approached. Soon it appeared as a great weaned creature, blacker than the pits in the night. Fierce voices rose up to greet it from across the water. Frodo felt a sudden chill running through him and clutching at his heart. It was a deadly cold, like the memory of an old wound in his shoulder. He crouched down as if to hide. Suddenly the great bow of Lorien sang. Krill went the arrow from the elven string. Frodo looked up. Almost above him, the wing shape swerved. There was a harsh, croaking scream as it fell out of the air, vanishing down into the gloom of the eastern shore. The sky was clean again. There was a tumult of many voices far away, cursing and wailing in the darkness, and then silence. Neither shaft nor cry came again from the east that night. Nope. Nope. So dope. It's like, here's something scary. Like, it's like, nah, don't worry, I got it. One arrow.
1: All, it's all it takes. Sometimes all it takes is one bullet. <laughs> oh I my god! He's too. fucking Hanzo. He used his fucking <laughs> Overwatch alt to kill this fucking dragon.
0: Didn't even break out a sweat.
1: Ain't he, ain't a thing.
0: <laughs> I love and... how that one line suddenly the great bow of Lorian sang. Yeah, sang, sang, sang. <laughs>
1: he gets all country suddenly the great Bolorian sang
0: <laughs> well if we're talking bullets and suddenly we're like uh, yeah. the, in the, a western
1: um, now I need a fucking like picture of Frodo and Legolas in a canoe with Legolas like wearing like a cowboy hat and with a gun and he's just shooting into the sky I'm what god if I could draw I would have drawn like so much if you so could much- draw
0: you'd be too powerful and that's why you can't that's fair The world would not be able to. The amount of Lord of the the Rings
1: Western cowboy aesthetic I would have drawn by now. (laughs) mm. So immediately, like, they get to this bank of the river afterwards, managing to escape the arrows of the orcs and whatever the fuck this weird shadow creature was. Yeah,
0: it was never explained either. It was like, here it is now, it's gone. Don't worry about it.
1: I mean, there's kind of a hint when uh, it says. Frodo felt a sudden chill running through him and clutching at his heart. There was a deadly cold, like the memory of an old wound in his shoulder.
0: I'm waiting for you to say.
1: Well, do you know what I'm going to say?
0: Is it Sauron?
1: No. I know Frodo has gotten wounded one too many times, but think of Uh, him getting a a wound in his shoulder. Yes. Oh. So... Something about this shadow causes that wound he took from the Nazgul mm. to almost reawaken
0: Ew. and give him pain. Cool.
1: But I do love how, as soon as they get to the bank, Gimli goes, praised be the bow of Galadriel and the hand and eye of Legolas. That was a mighty shot in the dark, my friend.
0: Yo, I put Already a lot of heart hype by hype that man. line. And Ew. meanwhile,
1: Legolas is like, yeah, but I don't know what the fuck I hit. <laughs> Uh, And Gimli said it reminded him of a Balrog, and then Frodo, who already kind of has in his mind-eye this association with the Nazgul, says it was not a Balrog, it was something colder. I think it was... Then he paused and fell silent. What do you think? Asked Boromir eagerly, leaning from his boat, as if he was trying to catch a glimpse of Frodo's face. I think... No, I will not say, answered Frodo. Whatever it was, its fall has dismayed our enemies.
0: Yeah, so it fell and then they kind of got spooked by it and stopped chasing after them. Mm-hmm. That's why elves are badass. Legolas did that.
2: I mean, he's just a good shot, you know?
0: One shot, Lego.
2: One
1: shot, one kill. Don't you hate sniper mains who just constantly <laughs> just start <laughs> picking you off in the back line? Uh... We need to play Overwatch again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long.
1: Been too long. Um, and then we have this entire thing where we basically find out that, yeah, they spent a month in, uh, Lorien.
0: Yeah, I love how they kind of figured that out, because Sam was keeping track of the moon.
1: Yeah. Uh, because he says, the moon's the same in the Shire and in Wilderland, or it ought to be, but either it's out of its running, or I'm all wrong in my reckoning. Mm -hmm. And then he basically describes that it should have only, he thought they were only there for, like, a few days when in reality it was much longer. And maybe to them they were only there for a few days. Who knows? Because Frodo says, In that land maybe we were in a time that has elsewhere long gone by. It was not, I think, until Silverload bore us back to Anduin that we returned to the time that flows through mortal lands to the Great Sea. And I don't remember any moon, either new or old, in Keraskelathon, only stars by night and sun by day.
0: I love the next line, too, where Legolas kind of explains it.
1: Say it. Say it!
0: (laughs) Nay, time does not tarry ever, but change and growth is not in all things and places alike. For the elves, the world moves, and it moves both very swift and very slow. Swift because they themselves change little, and all else fleets by. It is a grief to them. Slow because they need not count the running years, not for themselves. The passing seasons are but ripples ever repeated in the long, long stream. That beneath the sun, all things must wear to an end at last. Poetry. That is poetry right there, JR.
1: And then Frodo says, Yeah, it's probably because Galadriel has one of the elven rings of power. And Aragorn's like, Shut the fuck up! No one's supposed <laughs> to know about that!
0: Be quiet, Frodo. Those are secrets. Was the enemy not just right there?
1: <laughs> that should not have been said outside Lorien. Not even to me. <laughs> So they carry on down the river, as I've said multiple times previously.
0: Rolling down the river. That's all they're doing.
1: And they run into a fog bank, and they, they're like, oh, this is very lucky. And they're both... They start to have, like, a little discussion as they're going along, where they start deciding, okay, we're going to have to get off at the falls of Raurus because we can't take these things over the waterfalls. We're going to have to choose to go onto the uh, left bank, which goes towards Mordor, or the right bank which goes towards Gondor.
0: And Boromir isn't he like to Gondor, obviously.
1: Well, actually they do they do actually discuss going further down the river past the waterfalls because there is a secret path, uh Aragorn brings up that they could basically carry their boats down alongside the waterfall and get back on the river because it's mm. like, it is like a very uh Centered uh, path.
0: That sounds exhausting. They're on their like ninth day, right?
1: Yeah, this is like of, the of ninth, river rafting. Ninth day of going down the river.
0: So they decided that Aragorn and Legolas will go and kind of scout the land mm-hmm. and see if it's something that they could do.
1: And they do find like a a, a portage, basically, which allows them to bypass. Uh, the rapids of sarn Apparently there's more rapids. The rapids they hit... More pointy rocks. Just,
0: yeah. Jimmy had to fill some pages so he's like, what should I do? More rapids. Uh, more rapids. All.
1: I guess I'll describe uh, some swans. Um...
0: An <laughs> eagle. Look at that. If you know this big threatening dark thing, we're not going to describe that. It's just going to be here and then be gone.
1: And it's a lot more just descriptions of the surroundings and what they do. Eventually, they do hit this very powerful site of the Argonath, the Pillars of the Kings.
0: Yeah, that, I got chills kind of reading that part. It sounded cool.
1: As Frodo was borne towards them, the great pillars rose like towers to meet him. Giants, they seemed to him, vast gray figures, silent but threatening. Then he saw that they were indeed shaped and fashioned. The craft and power of old had wrought upon them, and still they preserved through the suns and rains of forgotten years the mighty likenesses in which they had been hewn. Upon great pedestals, founded in the deep waters, stood two great kings of stone. Still with blurred eyes and crannied brows they frowned upon the north. The left hand of each was raised palm outward in a gesture of warning. In each right hand there was an axe, Upon each head there was a crumbling helm and crown. Great power and majesty they still wore, the silent wardens of a long-vanished kingdom. Awe and fear fell upon Frodo, and he cowered down, shutting his eyes and not daring to look up as the boats drew near. Even Boromir bowed his head as the boats whirled by, frail and fleeting, as little leaves under the enduring shadow of the sentinels of Numenor. So they passed into the dark chasm of the gates."
0: so beautiful that chills again
1: you know what i'm gonna continue reading this part fear not it. said a strange voice behind him frodo turned and saw strider and yet not strider for the weather worn ranger was no longer there and the stern sat aragorn son of Arathorn, proud and erect guiding the boat with skillful strokes his he- his hood was cast back and his dark hair was blowing in the wind a light was in his eyes A king
2: returning from exile to his own land. Fear not, he said. Long have I desired to look upon the likenesses of Isildur and Anarion, my sires
1: of old. Under their shadow Elisar the Elfstone, son of Arathorn of the house of Alandil, Isildur's son, heir of Elendil, has naught to dread. Then the light of his eyes faded, and he spoke to himself. Would that Gandalf were here. How my heart yearns for Minas Anor and the walls of my own city. But whither now shall I go?
0: Ooh.
1: I love. I love this because there's the constant uh, differentiation between Strider and Aragorn. Strider yeah. is this dirty, wild man who goes about in the woods, who goes to the inn of Brie and drinks beer and and jokes around with halflings and doesn't he's just use kinda, shampoo he doesn't use shampoo and then you have Aragorn who is the heir heir to a throne long past he is a son of an ancient hero he is all these things. That only now is Frodo starting to realize just who Aragorn truly is in these moments. Yeah,
0: I imagine him like uh, Aragorn. You see his like chin up a little, his head's up a little bit, like his back. You get some sun,
1: sun kind of beaming down on him. This his
0: whole demeanor kind of changes in this instance.
1: I mean, your looks all depend on what lighting you're in, you know. So
0: true. I also love imagining the Aragorn from The Magic the Gathering deck for Black Aragorn. Oh yes. It's like Black he just gives Aragorn. such a zingy vibe to it.
1: He he does have I have, we need to Oh god, yeah, we need to meet up again for uh We do. <laughs> we do. Cuz we got that and we got the movie that we got to watch still. Uh but I have we seen a Strider card yet, or has all has it all been Aragorn cards?
0: Ooh, I don't because I'd we love have. to see what
1: he looks like as quote unquote Strider.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: I guess we'll find out next time on the bonus episode. Next time on
0: Glee. Next time on
1: the bonus. <laughs> uh, they then enter basically into this lake that is kind of pools right in front of this waterfall. The way the falls of Rorius are is it's surrounded by hills. And then you have these two big hills on either side of the waterfall, and then one big pinnacle of stone in the middle of the river uh, that is called Tol Brandir. And then the hills on either side are Amon Law and uh, Amon Hen, the hills of hearing and of sight.
0: Ooh.
1: And they used to basically be places where uh, men would keep watch on uh, the lands of Gondor. And yeah, from there, they basically go off to the side uh and settle down because it says, The tenth day of their journey was over. Wilderland was behind them. They could go no further without choice between the east way and the west. The last stage of the quest was before them. And that's truly setting it up for the
0: last chapter.
1: Yeah, Tolkien really is, like, setting us up for the last chapter. He's (laughs) like, shit's about to hit the fan for the next one.
0: I was just, you know, uh, letting you lull into a false sense of security with all this description of water and land.
1: Yeah, I've just been ramping up. Get ready. We're almost done. We're almost done. Crazy. Our next episode, Tori, is fucking
0: end of, of fellowship the fellowship not the fellowship
1: that yeah. the next episode the episode is uh is it the breaking of the fellowship or is it parth golem breaking of it the is fellowship. the breaking of the fellowship yep the breaking of the fellowship
0: I'm gonna have a guest for that one too yes
1: love a guest i have nothing else Dang. to talk about this is a very bland <laughs> episode but it was the one we had to do
0: that's it that's all folks that's all we had
1: to do Talking about Sharp Stones in the Brownlands. Maybe that should be the title of the episode. <laughs> sharp oh, God, Stones in my brown bra- in my isn't make it my brownlands.
0: lands. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we are a very anyway. mature
1: and uh, well thought out podcast. Uh yeah, so special thanks as always. To Evelyn for our cover art. Well Yay, done, Evelyn. Evelyn. Uh, special thanks also to Jack, uh, hey, Jack for composing our intro and outro music. And special thanks to all our patrons over on Patreon. Uh Yay, this, patrons! This month for the bonus episode, you guys will be getting us finishing our review of the Magic the Gathering cards. And then for our bonus episode, uh, our movie episode, I mean, will be us watching Muppet
2: Treasure...
0: Pl- uh,
1: not pl- treasure planet, Muppet Treasure Island.
0: You wish. You wish there was a Muppet's Treasure Planet.
1: Ah, oh, God. It's, nah, I don't actually.
0: <laughs> there are
1: so many sexy characters that would be ruined uh, if they were mummified. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll see you guys then. Enjoy yeah. yourselves.
0: Thanks for listening to our shit.
1: And we'll see you next time. Ba da da.